Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I want to talk today about what I've seen from people who are not super high on the susceptibility scale, like a little lower on the susceptibility scale. In particular, I'm going to talk now about folks who are in like the six and seven range on the scale. I do want to say, though, that I think there are lessons from this discussion that can apply to other places on the susceptibility scale. So wherever you are on the scale, you know, I invite you to listen and see if you can glean lessons that might apply to you. But I'm thinking back to a conversation that I had on a trip to the Pacific Northwest, and there was a, you know, Pacific Northwest's brightest meetup group uh, at Christina's house. And I think we were in Portland and a whole bunch of people were there and uh, a fun time was had by all. Everybody brought their own dinner and uh, we shared. There was a, a moment where I think we, not a moment, longer than a moment, where we decided to eat our dinners in silence for a stretch of time. It was really luscious, so sweet. And during a later phase, a talking phase of the dinner party, I ended up sitting next to a couple people who were both sevens on the susceptibility scale. And we ended up talking about what's different about the experience of a seven. And both of them had been through their sort of exploratory trajectory and had gleaned some real lessons, but they wanted to hear from me, like what's different about being a seven? And, I, and what I said was something like this, you know, the thing about being a seven on the susceptibility scale is what I see often is the consequences for deviating from the bright line eating sort of tried and true strict plan, the consequences are not as severe as they would be, say, for me or someone who's a, a 10 or a 10 plus 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 on the susceptibility scale. Not quite as much pain, not quite as much, you know, falling off the corner, you know, off the rails into the ditch, not as much um, havoc, not as much crashing into the danger and destruction zone. Um, and what can happen is, you know, you sort of look around at other people and you notice, oh, they're worse off than me, their food addiction is worse than me, their food addiction is worse than me. And, and it can set up this thinking of like, I don't think I need to really do this thing the way they are. So I'm going to try some planned exceptions here and there. And you notice that some of them or most of them work in the sense that you plan to eat a little food that's off plan and you succeed at it and you go home feeling pretty good. And um, over time, though, the accumulated experience of this tends to be um, what feels upon reflection like an unacceptable hit to the whole living happy, thin and free promise, right? Um, maybe not so much the happy part, maybe, um, but maybe the thin part in the sense that those deviations can result in either not enough weight loss or stalled out weight loss, or if you've already gotten down to goal weight, sort of weight creeping back up, and then you're kind of on the merry-go-round of trying to adjust and get it back, and um, or maybe just not ever getting down to goal weight and feeling frustrated about that. And um, sometimes it can even be hard to put two and two together of like, oh, I'm not losing my weight because I keep eating off my plan, right? Um, but the biggest hit is to the freedom, happy, thin, and free, that freedom from food obsession, which someone who's a seven or an eight or a six 
definitely experiences the, um, you know, the frustration or, um, like this feeling of like, I'm not being the person that I feel called to be when I'm out of alignment with my food. And this niggling feeling of, I'm not doing this the way I feel like I want to be doing it. I'm compromising myself, my values. And there can be a cycle that is put into place of too much thinking about planned exceptions and whether they worked and whether we're going to do them again this weekend and um, then getting back on track after them and then noticing that the weight isn't coming off and the rah, 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 rah. And over a trajectory of bright line eating, if you step back and be like, you know, this isn't what I want. This isn't what I signed on for. This isn't the promise. Like I'm not manifesting the full promise of living happy, thin, and free. I'm mucking around with the food. And um, all of that focus on the planned exceptions and the recovering from them and all that can ultimately keep someone who's a six or a seven or an eight on the susceptibility scale from moving on past the food and the weight to a higher calling, to a deeper life purpose, to feeling really in alignment and in integrity from living happy, thin, and free, and all the promises that come with that, which are ultimately not about food and weight, mostly. They're mostly about um, life purpose and feeling um, really free, finally to explore other avenues in life through deeper, meaningful relationships, through new avenues of exploration, through um, finally moving past this issue of what we, what we eat and what we weigh, right? So it, it's, a, it's a pothole that is particular to the person who's a little lower on the susceptibility scale and is set up from the beginning thinking, I'm not sure that I'm like all these other people and I think I can get away with doing it a little differently and whoop, falling into that pothole can, can, it can last a long time. You can stay in that pothole for a long time because it can take a long time to accumulate the data that shows in aggregate, this isn't working because in a localized sense, it kind of seems to work. Um, in the sense that, you know, the wheels don't totally fall off the bus and you can maybe not notice that the trip isn't progressing actually on schedule. The challenge with all that is that it can be really hard to fix. And the reason is that in any given localized moment, any given restaurant outing or trip or dinner party or whatever, the saboteur can come in and, and marshal a lot of evidence 